Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know, one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. As part of a special Bench Boss double edition of the HV Pucks podcast, I chatted with Brian Young, head coach of the Churchville Chilai Saints, and Paul Zarek, head coach of the Ithaca Boys hockey team. Enjoy. Hey, this is your boy Trav. What's going on? I am pleased to be joined by Brian Young, head coach of the Churchville Chai Lai Saints. And uh, he's taken a little uh, time out of his Sunday to speak with me. Coach, how's it going? Great, Travis. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Oh, I'm doing real well today. Real well. My pleasure. Uh, you know, let's let's just first talk about last night's win. It was an 8 to nothing drubbing over Batavia. And... Um, I uh, believe that there were a lot of firsts that uh, that happened in this game. So let me just recap, and you can certainly chime in. I believe it was Nick Anderson's first shutout as a goalie. Correct. I believe it was sophomore defenseman Luke Molnar. Did I get that right? Uh, yeah, Molnar. Molnar. Mo- oh, Molnar. Sorry, his first goal uh, as a first varsity goal for your team, and freshman forward Nick Bowen, his first goal as well. Um, and then we also tied our record for most power play goals in the season last night since 2007 with 16. And then we shattered the previous goal of 56 shots on goal by putting 73 uh, shots on goal against the poor Batavia netminder, whoever that was. And uh, we came away with the win. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, those are all accurate. All right. Nice, nice. And I also know that uh, I was tweeting out uh uh, as well, that there was a cancer charity game recently held uh, in honor of Colleen Varney. I believe she's a Rush Henrietta hockey mom. So, uh, it, you know, you guys are doing real good things up there, which uh, I appreciate reading about. Yeah, I got a message from uh, one of our parents last night who was involved in it that they raised over uh, $5,000 for Colleen. So, Oh, that's that huge. Awesome. Huge. Stick taps out. I haven't done – I'm doing interviews this morning, and I'm uh, – I've finished my show. I haven't put out all the tweets yet about stick taps, but I definitely in looking at my sheet here, I definitely have some stick taps going out to uh to you as well uh for your, you know, for your work. The uh at @cccsd hockey will definitely be tagged a little bit later on this morning. Um coach, can you describe your team in five words or less? I would say if I had to narrow it down to five uh, we have a lot of guys that are character guys, so that's definitely one of the, one of the words I would use to describe them. These guys are focused. Um, they're fun. We have a, we have a good time day in and day out at practice. And they're definitely coachable kids. So that's that's another uh, pretty good word to use to describe this team. And driven. You know, when when they start seeing uh, the wins come and they start seeing some of the records get get broken they're really starting to drive themselves hard in practice all all great words to describe um you know any team at at any level certainly um what excites you the most about your squad coach 
probably our depth. We got a, a very, very deep team this year. And, you know, Nick Bowen scored his first varsity goal last night. I did, what I didn't mention is it was his first game. Wow. So, you know, he hasn't had a chance to dress yet, and we got him a chance to get out there and dress, and he and he went out and he produced. Made the most uh, of that. Made the most of that opportunity, coach, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's one of fifteen kids that have at least one point this year for us. Um, so that's you know, there's just a ton of depth there, and we had ten different goal scorers against Spencerport, which is you know, one of the one of my highlights so far this year. Oh, I love that. I love that. So you're getting contributions from everybody. Everybody's buying in. You know, the, the train is moving in the right direction. So all good things coming out of the Churchville Childlight program. Any surprises this season for you, Coach? Probably that we're breaking uh, school records. That's that's not something I thought coming into this year that we would be able to achieve, you know, maybe one. But uh, we've set several this year, and there's, there's several more that are just a game or two away. So um, that's probably one of the things I'm most surprised about with this group. Well, I'll be looking on Twitter. So anytime, you know, you do something big, you know, if you, if you don't tag me directly, that's fine. I'll, I'm sure I'll find out and I'll be sure to recognize that uh, on one of the upcoming episodes. Uh, you mentioned a couple of names earlier, but who are some of the players to watch on your squad? Uh, I would list certainly the guys that have been on the team for a while that have contributed. Uh, number 26, our sophomore Spencer Quinn is a forward a uh, very shifty player, you know, everybody tends to double up on him in games, which opens up other guys, but he's he's definitely a very highly skilled player for us. Our sophomore defenseman, Luke Molnar, he, he was third in points without a goal uh, going into the, the Canandaigua game, which tells you he's setting up a whole bunch of guys with a ton of assists. So, right. you know, he's definitely a very skilled player, as, along with our junior defenseman, Matt Kosh. He's also a very, very highly skilled player. Um, he's one that it's also playing travel, so it's difficult to get him every game. But, you know, when we have him out there, he's definitely making his mark. Um, our two captain forwards, uh, Zach Olson and Jordan Elves, two guys that have been on the team for a long time, putting up points for us, you know, driving the kids hard in practice. They're definitely guys to, to uh, mention here today. And then our two goalies have been phenomenal this year. They're both freshmen. Nick Anderson and Ethan Breton have stepped up big time for us, and they're, they're you know, building and developing every day. So, um, I'd give a shout out to those guys. It sounds like, you know, your team, the future of your team is in very capable hands. So, uh, you know, again, I look forward to looking on my timeline for more good things coming out of your club. Um, biggest game of the season. I know you mentioned, uh, the win over Spencerport earlier. Would that, would that be considered your biggest game of the season? Uh, that was a memorable game, but I think our biggest one so far was the win we had against Canandaigua when they were state ranked. Okay. Um, last week sure that was that was huge for the boys you know big confidence booster for the boys knowing that we can go out there and get the job done against anybody so um that's probably i would say so far our biggest game this season but we got another one coming up tuesday that's going to be big too against brockport okay listen you know a win like that is certainly something to you know to build on uh the boys buy into the system they see that what they're doing is working so that's huge uh coach i'm not super familiar certainly with your area you know, because I'm a, a a little bit of a car ride away from you, but what's the toughest rink to play in up your way? I would say probably either Webster Thomas or Canandaigua. Um, they get a lot of people to their their games, and it's really tough to play in those two atmospheres. So um, we definitely didn't do our best against Webster when we were there. You know, tough to play in. But the the last game of the season for us is going to be in Canandaigua, so that's going to be a really tough game if we can stay focused on our 
you know, what we're supposed to do and not really get too involved in the crowd or the groups uh, that they draw there, I think we'll, we'll be okay. But definitely two very difficult rinks to play in. You know, one of the things I, I always talk about with players or coaches or whoever is, you know, toughest rink to play in. And, and regardless of the barn, they always talk about how the fans come out. And that's really what's huge about high school hockey. And you can't replicate that. I know you mentioned you have a, a travel player or two on your team like most teams. And I get it. The, the, the skill level, the compete level might be, you know, elevated at the travel level, but you're not going to be able to replicate what you just described with the community coming out, the fans coming out at any travel tournament anywhere. You know, I don't care what people say. So, you know, high school hockey, that's what it's all about, bringing the fans out and getting the kids excited. Um, who is uh, who's your biggest rival? I would say right now probably our neighboring school, Brockport. It's always a tough game against them. Um, they come to us and, and it's a hard fought battle. We go up there and we got to, you know, we got to battle every minute of the game to try and keep up with them. Um, so they're probably, I would say one of our biggest rivals okay. that we have coming in the last couple of years. Coach, is there a favorite tournament or a road trip that you look forward to every year with the kids? States and Buffalo. Okay. Listen, I love that. <laughs> I love that answer. And that's one of the first, first coaches to give that answer. So I like, uh, I like where you're going. I like your thinking. My hotel yeah, room, I, my, my hotel room's been secured. My flight nice. has been booked. It's an hour. It's a little more than an hour from Newark International Airport up to uh, Buffalo International Airport. Uh, I still have to figure out, I think I'm going to have the Uber take me to a uh, gym stakeout for a stinger sub. I'm still oh, trying to you got to get some wing places when you're in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, I, I'm there Friday through Sunday. I think my flight's at like 7 o'clock Sunday night. So I definitely will look to hit uh, a wing spot, and um, I'm definitely going to get – I did a whole thing on Twitter with a, the poll for the Stinger sub. So, you know, and if I ever get out, if I ever get out, like, to the Rochester area, I got to try me one of those garbage plates that I'm always hearing about too. So, We got know. some great spots. I'm, I'll be happy to take you there. Yeah, you'll be my ambassador. That'd be awesome. Um <laughs> Coach, what do you look for in a hockey player? Probably to start off, attitude, attitude and character. You know, we got to have guys that are going to build the team from the locker room out. Um, that comes down to academics, making sure that they're getting their stuff done in the classroom, and then it comes down to performance. So I'd say probably those things in that order are, are what make what we want as a hockey player. You know, and as a school counselor, I certainly echo those sentiments. You got to have good character kids. They've got to be able to, you know, succeed academically in the classroom or else they're going to be no good to you. They're going to be useless. You're not going to be able to, to play them. So good stuff all around. Absolutely. Um, what makes a successful hockey coach? Uh, speaking from the guys that I try to emulate my styles after, the consistency in their coaching, um, you know, they do things regularly. They do things often the same way. So definitely somebody that's consistent, somebody who has a well-defined structure, making sure that, you know, things are laid out um, early and often with the players. So they know exactly what the expectations are. Attention to the players, somebody that connects with their players every day. Try to try to reach out and connect to your players, you know, say something to them every day so that they know that you're there. They know that uh, they're being seen and, um, you know, just probably those things there, and I, myself, I continue to try and work on those every day. Okay. I think those those are what make a good coach. That all sounds excellent to me. Hey, uh, you touched on this earlier, but could I ask you what your favorite memory or moment as a coach this season has been so far? Well, definitely the the ten different goal scorers in uh, Spencerport game. Six okay. guys that scored their first goal for us in that game alone. Awesome. Um, 
and then that that win over Canandaigua, which was big too. So probably those two. Okay, there you go. And we hopefully have a few more memories and moments yet to come. Uh, biggest challenge you face as a coach? I would say probably building the trust with your players so that they can buy into what it is that you and your coaching staff are trying to do. Um, you know, it's it's tough when you want them to do something. They go out, they try it, and they're not successful. They're they're. It's really tough to get them to try that style again when they're used to doing things certain ways certain players do things certain ways and when you're trying to get them to change a little bit to get into your system it can be tricky to to get them to buy in so we have to develop that trust first um and then just keeping them motivated to make sure that you know it's a long season so you got to have kids that are out there day in and day out continuing to work you know you don't want to take a a day or, or shift off um, so making sure that those two things are accomplished would probably be the most difficult. Yeah, in this in this in this sport, you can't afford to take a game off. I mean, hockey is the ultimate grind. Um, what advice would you give someone who's interested in coaching? I would say start by volunteering somewhere in a, a, a well-established program. Don't just jump right in um, to a, a high-level coaching position without a ton of experience. Um, go through the things that those those coaches do. I had my, my opportunities to shadow a bunch of coaches. I've been in uh, many different levels and learned a little bit from everyone that I worked with. Um, and that was great for the, the experience of it. And I think it, it's helped me learn more about uh, the game and about the style of coaching and kind of the expectations. And then just communication. Make sure that uh, if you're going to start coaching, make sure you're communicating your expectations with the players and the parents. The communication isn't there, then all of a sudden, you know, things can get mis- you know, misunderstood or skewed a certain way. So make sure that you're opening up those lines of communication. I love it. I love it. Hey, how would you describe the state of hockey in your area? In Section 5, I would say it's very strong. We have some very, very good teams in this area year after year. You know, we're constantly looking at uh, a handful of Section 5 teams that are state ranked. So, you know, I, I think it's it's big here. It's couple of years ago we were struggling to try and compete with the travels uh the travel teams and the junior teams that were getting established in our area but i think now it's very well balanced if anything the pendulum's swinging back in the high school favor um, we still have guys that we struggle to to get involved in high school programs and i think you're going to see that you know as long as the promotion at the higher level um is being done mostly at, at travel tournaments right right if we can start getting our our high school teams into some high exposure tournaments. I think you could definitely see it grow up from there, but I would still say right now we're strong in our area. And certainly a couple of state championships also lends to, you know, the, the, the brand, you know, for high school hockey. But like I said earlier, the skill and the compete level might be elevated, you know, when you get to the travel games, but you can never replicate the memory. Look, a good friend of mine who coaches around here says, when you go to your 20 year high school reunion, your travel players aren't going to be there. Your brothers are going to be there, you know. So those right. memories last forever. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's all I'll say on that piece. All right, two more questions for you, Coach. Favorite professional hockey player, past or present? Um, I was always a Ryan Callahan fan. Uh, he was a local boy. Sure. Loved the way he played when he was with the Rangers. Captain, Ca- was, Captain was awesome. Cali. Captain Cali. Oh, my God. I loved yeah. it. Loved the way he played down there. His hustle. I mean, the, the ability to take a skill player and have him on the penalty kill and blocking shots like he used to, um, it, it was just phenomenal. I know he's trying to find his way down there in Tampa, but uh, Cali's probably my boy. Yeah, you know what? He also, I mean, he, lay, he laid his body on the line 
for how many years with the Rangers with, you know, blocking shots and all that other stuff. I think yep. it's certainly taken its toll on him physically. Um, yep. You know, I, it was a sad day for, for myself and for a lot of Ranger fans when we let him go. Um, but it's nice to see that he's still in, in the show and he's down there with, you know, Dan Girardi and uh, Strawman and a couple of former, uh, you know, Ranger guys. So, you know, good on him. And, and listen, he's the, the Tampa Bay Lightning are arguably the best team in the East. So, uh, you know, who knows what the future is going to bring for him as far as a championship title. And uh, favorite professional hockey team? Oh, I was a huge Rangers fan during the Tortorella years. Yes. Um, loved it. Loved watching. Tortorella was a, was a coach up here for the Amherst, you know, and then uh, found his way down there. So I kind of followed him around. Sure. I liked the way Johnny coached and, you know, his styles were, were great. They were very entertain- entertaining as a kid. Oh, a young he? hockey player to, to try and watch a coach like that. Yeah. So uh, he was a huge Rangers fan when he was down there. And then he, you know, he's bounced around a little bit, but I always have loyalty here in Buffalo. Of you know, course. We got to gotta stick by our Sabres and, uh, you know, some good friends that are involved in the organization. So uh, I would say at this point, if there was a game on, I'd probably turn the Sabres on first and then immediately change quickly during commercials <laughs> to the Rangers games. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, Hey, as, as a, uh, you know, as a, as a, Sabres fan, you know, what do you think, and this is a little off script, but what do you think needs to change, you know, in order to get them to right the ship and get them back on track? I think the talent is there, but, I, you know, I don't watch them or follow them frequently enough to make that uh, decision. Yeah, it's it's tough to say. I mean, all you can really go by without being involved in the organization is kind of what the analysts are telling you, and even some of that is misinterpreted from time to time. I, I think they, they got to get ready for games. Um you know, they got to be able to come out and score the first, not get scored on. Right. Uh, and you know, the leadership in the, in, uh, the group, you got to have some of your veteran guys, you got to have a, a stand up leader that's willing to get up and, you know, get in somebody's face and tell them that they're not getting their job done instead of just kind of, kind of the group message. We talked about this last night with our, as, as a coaching staff, how do we continue to maintain the high level of energy and, and the accountability for the guys? And it's, it's not just one guy in the locker room saying, you know, Hey, let's go everybody. It's right. kind of guys pulling a guy out and saying, "Hey, you know, Tommy, you got you got to be working a little bit harder on those four checks." And I think if they start, you know, not pointing fingers, but you know, calling guys out on their on their position, their job, I think uh, you could see a little bit of change there. It, it could cause animosity, but you know, at the professional level, you got to be able to uh, hold somebody accountable. Absolutely, no, I would agree. You know, before Bogosian got hurt, I certainly could see him being someone uh, that's moved at the trade deadline. And I would, I would, it's all, but you know, a foregone conclusion that Evander Kane's getting moved to, um, it'll yeah. be interesting to see where he winds up. And I, I don't know about your, you know, you, but I think the goaltending is a little weak up there in Buffalo too. I was never, big yeah, fa- think- never a big fan of that Robin Leonard deal. I know Tim Murray had, uh, had some kind of relationship with him or saw something, you know, I'd never played. So it's easy for me to say this, saw something in him that I just don't see, but, uh, you know, I just hope for brighter days ahead for your for 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 that club. Yeah, there will be. There's no doubt about it. They'll they'll get things turned around. You know, with Terry Pagula's backing up there, you know, certainly I'd like to think that brighter days are ahead for all the Buffalo franchises. You know, cuz you you yeah, you know, as a fan you know, base, you guys definitely deserve more. I mean, I can't think of a more passionate bunch than uh the good folks up there in that Buffalo area. Yeah, you you know his heart's in the right place when he makes a statement like 
if I want to make money, I'll drill another oil well. You know, right. he's there to win. Right. So he's going to do anything he can to make sure that happens. Right. And he wants to build a winning culture and not just, you know, maybe for one year or one season, you want to develop the, you know, be the type of destination that free agents want to come to regardless of the sport. So, Brian, I really do appreciate you taking the time out on a Sunday to chat with me. Uh, I've been chatting with Brian Young, head coach of the Churchville Chai Lai Saints. I made sure to get that right because I got a there buddy, got a buddy Jimmy Overby. He made it a point to say you're saying it wrong, you know, and uh, <laughs> you know. So now I got to, you know, names are very important. I don't want to uh, upset or offend anybody, especially if we wind up meeting up at the Harbor Center uh, in March. So uh, best yep. of luck to your squad with the rest of the way. And again, thanks for taking some time out. Thanks, Trev. I appreciate it. Hey, give my best to uh, Marisol, Julian, and Kayla. Uh, will do. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. Uh, this is your boy, Trav, and you're listening to the HV Pucks podcast. This is Brian Riley, head hockey coach at Army West Point, and you are listening to the HV Pucks podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now, back to the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Paul Zarek. He is the head coach for the Ithaca High School Boys Varsity Hockey Team. He is in the car. He is on his way to meet his team because, Coach, I think you have a 12-15 puck drop today. Is that correct? Yeah, we're hosting New Hartford at the uh, Cass Park Rink in downtown Ithaca today. All right, big tilt. Go out and support the team. Hey, Coach, what excites you most about your team? I like that we are uh, we're working hard, we're improving every day, and we're learning how to be battle-tested as the season goes on and uh, try to play a full 45 minutes of hockey. That's the ultimate goal. I mean, that's all you can ask for. you got to ask just for an honest effort from your players night in and night out. Um, any surprises this season, Coach, for you? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with the play of Dennis Kang. Uh, he's a freshman defenseman. He was on the team last year as an eighth grader, and he got more playing time. He earned a lot more as the season went on. Uh, but this year, uh, he's a he's a shot blocking machine. He's not afraid. He goes. Uh, he doesn't shy away from contact. You know, he's playing. He's playing like an upperclassman, but he's only a freshman. That's a, that's one big surprise for us. Hey, that's definitely something that you can rally around and build on for the future, and I think it's great that a, a freshman is contributing in that way. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb, Coach, and I'm going to say that the 2018 Cortica Cup, that win, was that the biggest game of the season for you so far? Uh, considering that we're the only team in Section 4, I would have to say, yeah, it was the biggest win so far. Uh, Cortland and us play, you know, we play a really tight game, and Chad Topman, their head coach, and I thought of a great way to make uh, the rivalry a little bit more special. So the Ithaca College and Cortland, our uh, student Cortland football teams play for the Cortica Jug every year. Right. So we thought we thought we'd put a little twist on that for high school hockey, and the kids really loved it. Um, I know his guys and my guys were looking forward to the game. The trophy came out nice, and uh, we were fortunate to come out on top for the first uh, of what will be many, many more games. Uh, each year. Yeah, I saw pictures all over Twitter and Instagram, and it really was a very impressive-looking trophy. I know you mentioned uh, the defenseman, the freshman defenseman. Are there any other players to watch on your squad, Coach? Oh, we've got we got a, a bunch of guys to watch for. Um, you know, Michael Sornberger's having a really good season. Uh, he's a junior center. Um, 
Bryce Mitchell's doing another nice job centering down another line. Uh, he's a junior. Um, Xander DiNapoli's finally starting to uh, to play to his ability and starting to put pucks in the net. Uh, he had a huge night against Portland. He put two in for us. Um, you know, our other defensemen are, are, are really playing steady on the blue line. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny in an ironic way that once Dennis Kang started blocking shots, it got really contagious. And everybody just wants to block shots because the guys, guys go crazy for it. And, uh, you know, our wingers are starting to do a nice job. Andrew Kim and uh, freshman Michael Kiley's having, a, you know, a big impact over the past couple weeks. Um, you know, Brian Conyol, senior. I mean, I can name pretty much the entire squad. Uh, most of the guys are just out there uh, working their tails off and trying to get us a win every night. Hey, Coach, with all that shot blocking going on, is it safe to say that you're channeling your inner John Tortorella at this moment? <laughs> you know, uh, defense wins games, and ultimately defense wins championships. And uh, if you can limit the amount of shots to the net, uh, I would have to say yes, then we're... We're going with the old school 2014 Rangers, uh, trying to block everything. Um, you know these guys. These guys want to win, and uh, we were we were a very young team last year. And this year, we pretty much got everybody back, with the exception of the seniors that graduated. And you know they're they're starting to get a feel and a taste for for success. Um, you know, and I'm just hoping that over the next couple weeks, here as we finish out the regular season, we keep building more and more each game towards. Uh, preparing ourselves to learn how to put together 45 minutes to win a game. Hey, Coach, I know you have to travel uh, for most, if not all, of your you know your games. What's the toughest rink to play in as far as you're concerned? Um, I would say the toughest rink to probably play in is, is the uh, show park at West Jenny. Uh, the atmosphere there with the student body uh, coming in here. Um, you know, West Jenny's a team that does not lose very often and they don't lose very often at home. Um, they usually, uh, you know, just, just win at home. So it's, it's kind of like the New England Patriots of football. You know, you, it's very hard to win there. In Foxborough, if you're the traveling team, and it's uh, a tough place to play if you're the road team. And Section 3 going to West Gen. Hey, um, who's your biggest rival at this point, would you say? Uh, Cortland's coming around, but uh, since the time I've been coaching the team, uh, the boys' team is West Jenny's always been a huge rival for us. Uh, they, uh, you know, they them in Ithaca back when Ithaca was in Section Three before state realigned and put it in Section Four based on the geographic. Uh, it was West Jenny and Ithaca in the 2000s, just battle and battle and battle. And I think uh, we've tried to since we've gotten out of that section to try to keep that rivalry going because uh, it's a good rivalry. It's a good team that. They have up there, you know, Frank Calabuco does a really nice job. And, uh, if, if we're able to hang with them and battle with them, it, it shows that we're doing the right thing as well. Um, what's what's your favorite memory or moment from the season so far, Coach? Uh, I mean, the, the Cortica Cup was a, was a big moment, a big memory. We came out, we actually played 45 minutes of hockey, um, the capability that I know that these guys have. Um, inside to go out and do. We scored in the first couple minutes, and uh, we just were rocking all night long. We were physical. We were playing. Uh, if you take that game away, uh, I would have to say um, the, the way we rallied around um, the McClafferty family when um, Sam McClafferty passed away after a long battle with cancer, 
Uh, the team was really able to rally around that um, with Ben on the team. He was away from the team for the week, and we were able to get back-to-back overtime wins against Clinton and Salmon River, and it was just a special moment because the kids, all the kids really, uh, they spent a lot of time with the Clafferty's growing up and knew Sam very well, and the kids persevered, and they a win for the family and, and uh, a win for Sam. And it was just a really special moment, and it shows you that it's more than just hockey, what happens during those 45 minutes about the off the ice and just being a good human being. And, and these kids are great. I mean, they, they, they like each other. They play for each other. They've all grown up together. And uh, ultimately, when something happens and we have to rally, they show that they can step up and be there for, for a teammate and a family when, when, when the times are tough. Yeah, I remember talking to you at length about that situation, and I saw a lot on social media. So stick taps out to your your team, the families, the community, because you really do have, you know, a, a nice, positive, supportive culture that you've you've cultivated there. Um, what's the biggest challenge you face as a coach? Um, the fact that we're the only team in Section Four is probably the biggest challenge. A lot of people will laugh at that and say, well, you get the golden ticket to the dance. Well, sometimes having the golden ticket to the dance doesn't get you ready for the uh, for that game if you don't try to make every game count. Um, you know, we don't have to win the section. We have to play 20 games, and there are nights where we don't have two points on the line, and we don't have, hey, we have to win this to get a home sectional game. So that's, that's the toughest challenge. It's like a, it's like a catch-22. You know, the kids know in the back of their head, even though we don't talk about it, that we can go 0-20 or 20-0 and and we're going to be in there. And I think that that is the biggest thing with maturity for these guys. Uh, a young group of kids don't understand the importance as much. And these guys were all here last year. and um, This year they're really understanding that you just can't turn them on and off when you want. And, um, you know, I, I, I believe we have the toughest schedule in the state. If you look at our schedule and who we play, um, you know, so these guys get battle tested and they try to try to show up every night and put it together. But I think that that's the toughest challenge is how to how to get ready for for 20 games when you know at the end of the day um, there's no playoff implications on that. Yeah, I know we've talked extensively, you know, you and I privately, you know, I know you're very friendly as am I with the head coach from Monroe Woodbury, Frank Alessandrino, he's in the same boat. Um, so that's very interesting insight. Um, what is the, st- and you kind of alluded to this already, but what is the state of hockey in your area? Like, what are the chances of that you see of, of getting more teams? Are there club programs? If you could just talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know, down in the southern tier in the Binghamton uh, area, you know, you have Bethel, Johnson City, you have uh, Maine Enwell, you have Corning, you have Elmira. All of those schools have club hockey teams. And the ADs and the kids and the families all, you know, they're interested in playing in the varsity league. But then when they find out, oh, what's the ice time cost? What are the, you know, the cost for the program? It's been a big deterrent for those schools to try to make something happen. Uh, you know, anytime you start a new program at the high school level, whether it's modified JV or varsity, you got to take into consideration your athletic budget. And I think that that's been the biggest holdup as far as getting another school or a handful of schools to join the section so we would have games 
a home and away each year with all those teams. Right. And, you know, again, very similar up here in our area, again, with Monroe Woodbury, there there are six club teams that, you know, are interested in becoming sectioned, but there are a lot of logistical and financial implications and things that you have to consider. Um, Coach, what do you look for in a hockey player? You know, it's not just about talent. Uh, you got to you got to be a kid that's going to listen and want to better yourself and make yourself a better player. I think the biggest thing is it's just somebody who wants to play and loves the game. I mean, we practice at six thirty in the morning most of the season at Cass Park, which is a uh, outdoor rink that has no walls; it just has a roof. And if you, you know, teenager to get up and go to the ice rink and be there around six a.m practice has to really love going to the rink and being with their friends and just working hard and we have that with these guys and you know if, uh, if a kid wants to go out there and work and do everything he can to make himself better as opposed to the kid who you know has all the talent in the world but just wants to do it all on his own um you know kind of like the kind of like the 1980s uh olympic team you're not looking for the best players you're looking for the best team i mean yes you'd love to have the best players um but ultimately um, if you can put the best team together, that will that would get you really far. It really sounds like you've developed that uh, that type of atmosphere and that type of culture. So again, kudos to you, Coach, on that. Uh, a couple more questions before I let you go. In your opinion, what makes a successful hockey coach? Uh, you know, I'm always learning myself. Um, you know, I don't know everything there is every every week, every day, you know, I'm looking at different things, trying to change up practices, fine tuning, looking at our film, what we need to work on, try to make our drills, uh, according towards what we need to, to improve on. And I think a good hockey coach is somebody who is always trying to make themselves and the team better, not just going with the same four or five drills for the entire season and, you know, not be willing to, to adapt and change. I mean, the athletes, the goalies are getting bigger, stronger, faster, even at the high school age. And you have to prepare your kids to play. I mean, goalies are a lot bigger than they used to be. They're a lot more skilled with the butterfly. Just try to get everybody to, uh, to, to improve that hockey IQ as the game changes. Hey, um, I think I know the answer to, the, to this other question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Favorite professional hockey player, past or present? Mark Messier. Okay. Just, yeah. just the, with the way he led and the way he... He walked the walk after he talked the talk, especially in 1994 when he guaranteed the win and gets the hat trick in game six against the Devils. Um, you know, very accountable leader, um, very good hockey player. He wasn't afraid to drop the gloves whether they're playing Philly, and he wasn't afraid to go out there and try to get all the skill work going. Um, you know, just, as I was growing up, he was just the one player um, that really stood out to me. Uh, there's millions of Ranger fans, myself included, that would certainly agree with you on that. So I'm going to assume, since uh, you know we speak regularly, that your favorite professional hockey team is the New York Rangers. It is. It okay. is. All right. What are your thoughts right now? Do you think Gordon should hold a fire sale on the corner of 8th and 33rd or what? I think that if, uh, if we're not going to go far into the playoffs and you have a lot of assets that aren't going to return, next year or the year after, then go ahead and see what you can get to try to help the team for next year. Amen. Uh, that means Rick Nash. That means Michael Grabner. That might mean uh, Ryan McDonough. Um, you know, it, it's you, at some point, 
you start rooting for the name on the front instead of the name on the back. This is a business after all. You know, I learned that the hard way when I saw, you know, Brian Leach get traded and, you know, things like, you know, I saw Mark Messier not be given a contract extension after everything he did. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a business at the end of the day. So, you know, and you know how I feel. We've talked privately about Henrik Lundqvist and, and his contract and, you know, what he brings. I mean, he's starting to play some of his best hockey, but... You know, I don't know if he's going to have to pull a Ray Bork or something and request a trade to a contender. And then, you know, who's really looking for a 36, 37-year-old guy um, to lead the team or or maybe to even serve as a backup? So I think, you know, Gorton's got some interesting decisions um, on his hands over these next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think he does. And, uh, you know, it worked out well for Dominic Hasek. Maybe it can work out well for Lundqvist. I'd hate to see him go, but always like to see him win a cup with the Rangers and have his jersey in the rafters as a uh, Stanley Cup champion, as a member of the Rangers. But, um, you know, if he can go get it someplace else, uh, he's put a lot of time and effort into the organization and uh, for the most part um, has been very successful his entire career. So, Hey, Coach, I'm going to let you go because I know you've got a game at 12-15 today. Just let us know who you're up against today. Uh, we're playing New Hartford. Nice. Uh, Carson Cunningham's bringing his kids down right now as we speak. Um, they should probably be pulling in any moment here. Uh, so it'll be a good game for us. They, uh, we always have good games with, with New Hartford. Okay, nice. And then uh, you've got a you've got a matchup with a Section Nine champion Monroe Woodbury and the Little Spoon himself, Frank Alessandrino, in a couple of weeks. So good luck with that too, Coach. And best of luck to you and your players the rest of the way. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, listen, it's my pleasure, Paul, and, and I hope to see you soon. I've been chatting with Paul Zarek, head coach of the Ithaca High School Boys Varsity Hockey Team, 2018 Cortica Cup champion, and uh, this is your boy Trav, and this is the HV Pucks podcast, the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region and beyond. Thanks, Paul. Hey, thanks.